Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 303. My name is Brando. Uh, Today, it's a Chicago review. I was actually very excited for this show initially. And I was hoping when I was in Chicago a few weeks ago and I spoke about visiting in uh, in Elk Grove. If you guys know my two guests, Matthew, I don't know if you've ever visited. Um, well, we'll get to it. Uh, but Elk Grove in, in Illinois, where the Jersey Jack pinball, um, pointing to the thing that they gave me uh, when I was there. But so I had to take like a kind of a Chicago GNR detour trip because the, the Wrigley date was moved. So now here we are. I want to get the experiences of Matthew and Chaz today who were there. I am very jealous. Uh, I, first, I'm going to introduce Matt since you were kind enough to reach out, as I've put out. You go to Guns N' Roses show on this We're Effing Back tour. I, I don't know if it's officially called that. So Matt hit me up on Facebook, and, and thanks, man. You're welcome. I was glad that uh there wasn't a long line of fans already there you know like hey i want to be on the show i was was (laughs) my first instinct was like man he's probably got like you know 10 guys who want to review this art oh you're gonna like lift the curtain and saying like one person uh wanted to be part of this episode (laughs) no there were others so i will give a shout out to dustin from uh dustin bones who was at the show um but i kind of I don't know. Sometimes I'm selective with maybe fans that haven't been on the podcast before who have listened for a while. So Matt, you said you've listened and I, I don't know if you comment on posts a lot. So it was like kind of like a new face to me. And I'm like, I want, this is somebody I want to meet, give a kind of the appetite for distortion experience too. And awesome. so that's, that's how, how that happened in other shows too. And I was thinking of like Vegas, just like you people, I just fans who volunteered uh, the nothing lasts forever podcast. Uh, girls, they wanted to come on, but I want to give real fans, not to say they're not real fans, but ones without a microphone usually in front of them, an opportunity. So I asked you to reach out and say, hey, if you have any friends that went to the show, perhaps somebody who has no idea who I am. So hopefully I have a new listener in Chaz today, although I don't know if I can peel him from watching the Cubs or, or do you have any time to listen to podcasts? Probably not. Not uh, much. I work a lot, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm not really watching too much Cubs right now because you know we, we have a Triple A team. <laughs> uh, well, I can't say that as a Cubs fan. Not to detour it right away, but it took a while to win the the championship. As a diehard fan, you got to be the good and the bad. No, it's been no, awesome. you do. Yeah, I mean, I I still follow them and stuff, but you know, I'm not watching too much on TV or anything right now. You know, now it's football season. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And we're talking about my fantasy we're... football games going on and stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought up fantasy football. This might be the first year. All my friends, they all have children. They all finally gave up that I haven't played fantasy football since freshman year of high school. Oh, and wow. watching, I've, I've played it every year and it's uh, very weird watching games. So 
I still root for the Giants. I am rooting for the Bears now since my fiance is from Chicago. Um, I wanted to go, as I mentioned, I have yet to go to Wrigley Field. And that's what made this, this Guns N' Roses show so exciting was just Chicago itself in a city. My first visit was during COVID just to visit her family. Everything was shut down. I, I drove by Wrigley. You know, it's cool to see it. Uh, but this time when I was going to go visit again to visit family or I had it planned out, that was the original date to see the Wrigley show. So before I get into, you know, start complaining, wishing I was at that show because it was fun for a lot of reasons. And we're going to get into a lot of things today before we get off on your stories. Um, is just the Wrigley part of it, uh, your show part of it. There is a Rick, the band fan Dunsford lived up to his nickname. He is banned from going to Guns N' Roses shows. So I'll you know, talk about what I can uh, on his behalf. He, not, he didn't ask me to, but I, I can't talk about this show uh, with, about talk, without talking about that. <laughs> but uh, Chaz, you've obviously been to Wrigley. I mean, I have to assume you have a timeshare or something. <laughs> I used to have a part of a season tickets there. I used to go like seven, eight times a year easily. I've done a lot. I don't have as much time now because, like I said, I work a lot and, you know, and it, and it keeps getting more and more expensive. I mean, it got up to like $1,100 for eight games, nine games, and it just got a little expensive. So I don't do that anymore. But I've been to Wrigley a lot. But this was the first time I was on the field of Wrigley, and that was just exciting in itself. Mm. So we get your, your perspective from uh, somebody who has had season tickets to Wrigley. And Matt, I forgot to ask, are you from that area or did you have to travel a little bit? Uh, I live in Joliet now, so Where's it was that? a little bit of a travel. It wasn't bad. Joliet is a far southwest suburb of Chicago. Okay. Once they say once you're past Joliet, you're no longer in the suburbs. <laughs> itself. But if you've ever seen Blues Brothers with Joliet Jake... Yeah, this is that city with the jail and everything. So, Oh, I love it. Okay, so we got two true uh, Illinois, but we got somebody really in the city and then somebody who has to commute. So I just love getting your, your perspective as somebody who, through my fiance, I'm pointing to nobody right now, but that's usually where she sits. <laughs> uh, it, Chicago, Chicago becoming my second love. Uh, I apologize, Chaz, as a Yankee fan for Anthony Rizzo. He is like my new favorite Yankee. He is, and both of you guys, uh, he's he's turned almost turned our season around. We're not very good either. Uh, yes, yeah, so he's had a great start out start off in um, New York, and I, you know what? I couldn't be happier for Anthony Rizzo. He's a great person, a great baseball player, and you know what? I hold no. I like the Yankees too. I mean, I have an Alex Rodriguez jersey from when he was with the Yankees. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, I wish the Yankees, because the Cubs ain't going to have to worry about it this year. So I wish the Yankees a bunch of luck, <laughs> but I think the White Sox are going to beat them <laughs> if they get a chance. Yeah, we were thinking about going to uh, the south side, as they say, to see a White Sox game. But again, I have more visits to make to Chicago, so I'd have to live vicariously. We have to live vicariously through you. for. Uh, but since you guys are friends, you did not go together. Obvious, I'm, I'm assuming, right? You not go no. together since, you, and you did no, not sit together. We're not that good of friends, after all. <laughs> <laughs> how did you guys meet, if I may ask? Did you guys work on uh, like work together, or how, how was? What's your story? We have a common poker group. Um, okay. We met mutual friends, and then, gosh, it's been probably like seven or eight years now. And and then he mentioned he was going to the show, and I'm like, man, I I don't have anybody to go to the show with, so. 
I actually found a friend to go with me like two nights before the concert. And he wanted, he was like on a tighter budget than I am. So we, we were actually in the 300 section, um, which would have been great seats for a, a baseball game. But we're a little bit far away for the concert. Um, but then the day of the show, they slashed the pit prices down to $60. Wow. But of course, that's before fees. I think after fees, there have been about 80, but still. Right. That's a, that's a bargain. And about what? $30 more than what we paid for our 300 level tickets. So <laughs> right. I was a little disappointed that I bought one day too early. show. It's, it's a very common story. I don't know what it is about we Guns N' Roses fans. You know, Chaz, obviously, I'm going to see, you know, ask who you went with, if you went with anybody. But it's a struggle to, to find somebody sometimes. Well, I, I, I have a concert buddy, not to okay. interrupt, but I have a concert buddy. Please. We go to like all of our concerts together for the most part. Yeah. Um, and we, we bought tickets a long time ago, like before COVID. I mean, I actually have a ticket stub. That's how long ago we bought them. And uh, we, we had bought the tickets when they first went on sale and, we wanted to, you know, we wanted to sit close and whatnot. So, but we're, we're getting old. So we don't want to be in a pit because, you know, we don't want, we want to be able to sit between, between spiels and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we, we got our tickets a long time ago. We were sitting fifth row uh, seats one and two um, right behind the pit. Wow. Very cool. See, I was thinking about um, what the original dates before they announced the new, you know, where F and back the original date, which you obviously kept on to your ticket stub, uh, just like I did. Well, I never got the physical ticket, but just like I did with New Jersey, I bought the tickets pre COVID and I just kept it. Whatever they were going to reschedule to, I was going. I called the before they rescheduled, I remember calling the Wrigley Field uh, press box, the, the office, the box office, asking, Are they keeping this date? Because I'm like, I have to see Guns N' Roses at Wrigley. And I just kept hearing just from they, she, even though she confirmed it, my fiance's like, you don't know when you're going to be back here. It's not like New Jersey where I can just drive from Queens. Thankfully, I listened to her because they, they moved the date. You obviously have the luxury of being able to go. Did that put you out at all? Was it like a weird, uh, because it was, when, when was it? When, what day was the, it was originally a Wednesday. So <laughs> it wasn't that, it wasn't that much of a difference between, you know, the dates Wednesday, Thursday, they're both during the week. Um, right. You know, originally my schedule when I bought the tickets was I worked Wednesday mornings and I was off on Thursdays. So it would have been great because I wouldn't have had to go to work the next day. But it is what it is, you know. <laughs> well, it's good you have a concert, buddy. Now I have one in my my fiance. She's becoming a Making Your Guns N' Roses fan. It's crazy that just from, yeah, our first one was before COVID at Austin City Limits. And now this, we're going to go to Baltimore. In a, in I think in like a week, that's going to be her fourth Guns N' Roses show. But she's coming back from her 39th Dave Matthews show. But okay, she, <laughs> that's who she is again. But she's love. She'll go to GR GNR with me, whatever. Uh, so that's great. You have a concert buddy, Matt. I'm glad you found somebody because before you know, I found someone. It was always a, with somebody with Guns N' Roses. A slashback. Oh, I don't want to pay that much money to go. I can never get the seats I wanted. So, you know, did you have to convince the person, you know? No, actually, we went to a show before in 2011. Um, and he wasn't with me. I, this is my fourth show. Okay. And so he wasn't with me the other two because he was like having babies and well, his wife had the babies like 
the week <laughs> of the show or something. And he wanted to be a good husband and father. But um, my brother went with me to two other shows. So he really wanted to go, but his work wasn't going to work out that he could take Friday off after. So mm. I think from like three, he's in downstate Illinois. So he's like three hours away from Chicago. So it would have been a little bit tougher to schedule everything and, you know, get home later, you know, pull off work the next day. Was it exciting for you to, I, I guess, cause I'm thinking about when I was experiencing Chicago, Wrigley's not that far from Soldier Field. Was Wrigley the right place to do this? Like, did you mind? Because I'm, I wish they did it in Yankee Stadium or City Field. The fact that they had it in MetLife, I'm kind of bummed out. How about you? Did you both feel like oh, this was Wrigley Field? This is cool. As you know, for me again, as a New Yorker, that's cool. For for you guys, as a Illinoisans, Illinois, you know, Chicagoans, I, I don't know the correct phrase. Uh, were you excited? You know, Chaz, obviously, you didn't have to commute, but Matt. Oh, no, no, I, I live in the suburbs just like Matt. So I had to oh, I did not know. Okay. Yeah, right. I live in the suburbs. I live about 20 minutes closer than Matt to the stadium, but I still had a commute. But oh, okay. It looks, like you, in, uh, it looks like you live in Wrigleyville, I, Wrigleyville. So that's why I, <laughs> I just, uh, I have my living room is all Cubs, kind of like your room is all Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I have yeah. a couple of like guitar picks and stuff from Guns N' Roses, but for the most part, um, it's all, it's all Cubs and stuff, but I, I live in the suburbs and, um, it was a commute, but first okay. off, I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan. So I, I adore Wrigley field, I think. And even with all the upgrades that they've done, they've still kept the original architectural stuff. They just, it's a historical landmark with modern up, up to optimizations and stuff. So I love it. And like I said, it's my first time on the field at Wrigley field. So um, it was my third concert at Wrigley field, but the first time I've actually been standing, like I was in like right between center and right field. And I was just like, it was amazing. What were your first two concerts at Wrigley? Uh, the first one was Billy Joel. And the second one was um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers just before Tom Petty died. Ooh, wow. Yes. A great show. A couple months before. I mean, and there were both great concerts too, but I mean, this was the first time Tom Petty, we were just off the field. This time we actually got on the field and that to me was exciting. What about you, Matt? Have you been to Wrigley uh, for a concert? Is it a good place? You know, prior to Guns N' Roses, did you think like this is a good place to go see a show because as again i mentioned a lot of new yorkers were kind of yeah metlife football stadium fits a lot of people but be creative go to city field go to i don't know maybe they'll do it with the islanders new arena next year i I don't know so what what do you think about wrigley beforehand i like wrigley i've been there for ball games this is my first concert there um it's all in the planning when you go into chicago you know we did my brother and i did the concert at Soldier Field in 2016. And um, it, it was a little bit of a challenge there too. Um, it's just kind of the Chicago thing. So it's it's all in the planning getting there. Um, I loved the I loved the setting of the ball field. You know, I'm I'm a huge baseball fan as well. Um, I have a side hustle where I I work at a ball a minor league ballpark here in Joliet. Um, I grew up with this sport. So to see a concert in a baseball stadium was really awesome. Um, but for me, um, yeah, I was, ju- I think I was just as happy at Wrigley as I was at soldier. You know, I think uh, they're very comparable, like sound quality wise and all of that. Um, 
it was just kind of like the aesthetics were, I would say, a little better at Wrigley. And you have to, yeah, like anyone, when I lived on Long Island or in Long Island, I guess we'll do the proper saying. Uh, if I had to go to the garden, go to the city, yeah, proper planning. So do you both leave with enough time to do what you wanted? And, and when I mean when I say that, meaning uh, finding your seat, going to merch, you know, parking, you know, all of that, and, and seeing uh, Mammoth. So did you go, you know, kind of all on time? And, and, you know, so what was kind of take us through your pre-Guns and Roses, you know, deal before they they hit the stage as you take this one first okay so uh before me yes my friend and i we planned accordingly we both ended up having the day off of work so he picked me up we originally were going to leave at 11 but we left about 12 15 we got downtown found parking at about 12 1 30 and um we went to a bar right a bar restaurant right across the street from wrigley we were we sat there for like three and a half hours we actually were listening to soundcheck well, we were eating lunch. So they were playing like uh, Estranged and a couple other tunes. No singing, obviously, because Axel doesn't do that before the show. But we sat there. We ate some barbecue, drank some beers, um, listened to Soundcheck. It was awesome. Then we went and we looked at the T-shirts. I got a T-shirt. Um, and like I said, our seats were right on the field. So we went and found our seats. We sat there. And it was awesome. We 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 know we saw mammoths and we saw guns roses and we had plenty of time we were talking to the uh lady who worked there she'd been working for you know the stadium since she got out of high school which was like 40 years earlier she said um and now her son sometimes works with her and we were just talking about you know curfews for the for the game because as you know at one of the shows in california guns and roses went past curfew and they yanked the plug on them <laughs> so with Dave uh, roll <laughs> with Dave right roll. that's when you want to cut it off <laughs> and i've watched the video you can't even the, the crowd was so amazing you can hardly even tell that they cut the thing off if you didn't know what you were looking for because the crowd just kept on going with it and it was amazing to see <laughs> I think it was too. I think that was a happy accident. I think that was a nice bonding moment, you know, very yes. cool moment they'll remember. Uh, that is definitely something you don't get every day and you can, you can, you know, tell your kids about or your friends about and stuff like that. And they go, wow, sure. you were there for that. <laughs> well, that's one of the things today, both, uh, both Matt and Chaz that today, or I should say Chicago, there are a lot of rumors and I think they were, as most rumors are fan created so when you were listening to Soundcheck, were you aware of Hard School? Are you aware of Hard School, that rumored new Guns N' Roses song? I have heard. I forget the name of it, but I've, I've, I have heard that there was a, a new song that they were working on and they were supposed to be releasing shortly. Um, but um, I don't know that they, they didn't play it in the concert, so I don't know no, if, they, they if they got it. But um, I, there was something they were playing. I didn't know what it was, but. But so they did. Yeah. So there are fans just like you. They get there early enough and they, they tape sound check. And I can understand maybe a band not acknowledging that. And I don't know. Again, I don't know why everything's a secret. I don't know why. This yeah, band is right. We love them. We hate them. We love them. Uh, but on Slash's TikTok, I don't have TikTok. My fiance does. But I, it's some people post, you know, th through other uh, social media. Hey, do you? On Facebook or Twitter, did you see this on TikTok and Instagram? Did you see this on Twitter? So I forget what social media I saw 
the the TikTok repost was slash hard checking hard was hard checking was sound checking hard school, and you know, you know Megan does it all. His girlfriend. Uh, it's I don't. The last time I checked, it hasn't been taken down. So hard school was put on an official. So I don't know. So that only added to the rumors that mm-hmm. happened before the show. So I didn't know if you were aware of that. Matt, no, I wasn't aware. I mean, I like I said, I knew they played Estranged because I knew that one. They played something before that. I wasn't sure what it was, but I just thought it was because you know this is going from Wrigley Field. I'm st- I'm sitting across the street from Wrigley Field. I mean, that's the nice thing about outdoors is you can hear stuff, but you don't always know what you're hearing exactly. You know, I've been to a million concerts, so you know my hearing ain't what it used to be. <laughs> Actually, and I before I forget, I forget what um town she lives in but she lives my, my fiance's uh, sister lives seven blocks away from Wrigley and was oh, able wow. to hear she heard the entire concert you know so yeah, I bet. <laughs> just I mean it's a pretty good seat I guess you know free yeah. parking uh, <laughs> Matt I the rumors but I did not make sound check I was there like during Wolfgang's set um was when we arrived and um but up in my section, I tried like when there was a break, especially um, after after night train, I tried to get my section to start chanting hard school to see if that would influence the band. But I think there were too many casuals up in my section who probably had no idea what this guy was shouting at. Right. Yeah. So maybe if I was down where Chaz was, we could have got it started. But I, I, I think it would be awesome if the fans influenced, you know, that they would play it. I appreciate that as a sports fan, as sports fans that sometimes yeah. you, they, they hear you, they hear you. They, they pretend that they don't, but they yeah. hear you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that added to the rumor. And I think uh, what you guys may have seen online before, and I'll condense the story. I only know some of it, but there was a girl, a fan that met Axel Rose. Uh, she posted a picture of it. I saw that. It doesn't look Photoshopped. You see people, commenting it very few people commenting it's photoshopped you see people like oh i was there i saw it you know axel invited her backstage so she writes a story on a, a gnr fan page and about meeting axel he was so kind we had a beer together uh he played me hard school right he says we should hear it soon so you put anything on the internet i know from doing this podcast and working with radio you may have the most the best intentions and people will just tear it down for whatever reason. They don't believe you. They, I don't know. So she ended up taking it down. And ended up making like the news, uh, not like CNN, but like Blabbermouth and some of the other, <laughs> uh, the other, the rock news sites that yeah. you know, fan uh, claims new. So fans, we are making Guns N' Roses news since the band doesn't really give us any. So there are all <laughs> this rumors going around. It's like, this could be the night Chicago and, you saw Dizzy Reed, I think he was before the show. You see him like in the outfield, like not in the, in the stands in the outfield, how much that place means to him. And, you know, Del, Del James is a great follow, especially if you love sports. He's always, you know, the historic, you know, monuments of every uh, ballpark that they go to. Uh, so we're all hoping for it. So, I mean, I appreciate you, Matt, doing what you needed to do to try to make it happen. And that's, you alluded to another thing that I said, most fans aren't like us uh, maybe certainly not like me with all this crap behind me yes uh, but i love all that crap behind you it's awesome i'm that jealous they, <laughs> that they don't know that they don't know they know the obvious people are like oh stop playing uh knock on heaven's door and live and let die i'm sorry every single fan knows that 
the 80%, 90% of the audience, they are the majority of the people that don't hard school. They don't, they still don't know Chinese democracy. So I appreciate you again, um, doing, uh, what is it? The, the omens work, or I, I forget the phrase you're, you're doing just a, a good job. You did a good service. I don't know, pat in the back. Just trying to be a, a good fan, but yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, I, have a side hustle at a ballpark and that's kind of like what I do you know like get get them clapping get them chanting so it was very it was very comfortable and natural for me and I'm like that's that's what I'm here for but yeah it just first of all it wasn't the crowd like the right group of crowd um because in the 300 section there were people that just sat there the whole show and watched you know instead of being on their feet and rocking out which is what I want to do um yeah, tell me more about the crowd. What, what was the, you know, the, the type of people, the type of person that saw Guns N' Roses at Wrigley? I think, you know, the, the, the hardcore fans were all up in Chaz's section, you know. They were all in the standing room section and, and, and the, on the field. And then I think, you know, right to the left of my friend and I, there was a family. The mom, the dad, and two little girls, you know, like – we're talking maybe 10 and about six years old, I think. And I mean, that's, I have mixed feelings about that, you know, but um, so it was, it was more, it was way more laid back where we were, you know, just sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And I'm like, no, stand on your feet, rock out. This is guns and roses. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, if, if, they're 60 years old on the stage. It's like, this is still Guns N' Roses and, you know, shows, shows some mad respect. And I think they did like towards the end of the concert, they were cheering louder than, you know, the rest of the, the whole night and people were standing a lot more, but um, it, it took a long time to really get the crowd fully into it. I'll ask, did the, the family go, like, did they take the daughters to go to like a bathroom break during Absurd? Or like no, they, they were right next to the third. Um, I have I, did, I didn't pay attention to what <laughs> or anything like that, but uh, I'm pretty sure that the girls probably just didn't even understand those. What's lyrics. a maggot? <laughs> oh God! Uh, so, what do you guys think? Um, I know you were obviously Jazz. You were there for a long time, and I don't know when you came in, Matt, to see Wolfgang's set, but what did you think of, of Mammoth WBH? Oh, I thought, I, yeah. I thought, Mam- I thought Mammoth was very good. You know, I, um, I was, I was actually impressed you know, I, I think, you know, he, he has a good voice. I think the band, the band plays well. Um, I mean, it was the second time I saw them now. So, cause I, I, I flew out and saw the GNR concert in Vegas hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So this was the second time I had seen him and I had told my friend the same thing. I was like, you're going to like it. You know, he has, he has a very good vocal range. You know, he may have gotten where he is off of his father's coattails because you know who his dad was, but there's nothing wrong with that because you know what, if I had an opportunity like that, I'd use that too. But his music is his own. Um, I mean, he, and I, I think his songs are very well written, very well played. And I think that, you know, he has a good future ahead of him. I think so too. And I think a lot of people forget that this album was done before his dad passed, before Eddie Van Halen passed. So yes. he, he waited so he can just move on. He's not doing this. He doesn't need the money. And I think just, he just happens to have a famous dad. How many, my dad, he warned me not to be a dentist. 
However, <laughs> if I wanted to be a dentist, think about it. Would there have been nepotism? Oh, Brandon's only become, you know, an orthodontist because of his dad. You know, that, that may have, you know, my dad was an orthodontist, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it's the same premise. I was going to say, to make the sports analogy, though, like anytime you see like Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., you're like, well, of course, you know, he follows in his dad's footsteps or, you know, Peyton and Eli Manning. And there's a, even a, one of their nephews on his way. You're like, a, is a the nationally number one ranked quarterback in high school football. So why would you complain if somebody, you know, they're they're in the music industry and their parents kind of helped them out. Why, why would that be a problem? But it, in sports, it's perfectly acceptable. It's the same exactly. thing again across life. I mean, you see it in wrestlers, uh, in, in, uh, you know, with the Samoan family, the rock and his, that whole uh, lineage. I mean, but you see it in, again, sports, uh, the whole Sutter family. I mean, it's just, you see it everywhere. And again, yeah. it could be a dentist. It could be anywhere, you know, uh, Mumford and Sons or something. And obviously he's very talented. He's obviously very talented because he 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 didn't have a band when we recorded the album. He played every single instrument on that album himself. I was yeah. told. So I mean, <laughs> he, he's a very talented person. He had to put in the work. He didn't just say wake up one day and say, "Hey, my dad's Eddie Van Halen. I'm going to make an album." He actually had to put in the work, you know, to learn how to play all these instruments, to learn how to sing, and. He had to write all these songs and whatnot. So, I mean, he's a very talented young man. I mean, I wish I had half the talent he had. I mean, you know, so kudos to him. I look forward to seeing many more. Most of my bands are getting ready to retire, so I need to find something. So I hope I have many more albums and shows to see for Mammoth in the future. <laughs> right on. Well said. Well said. Uh, what about uh, you, Matt? You you enjoyed uh, your time? Uh, I, I, like the, I like the songs that I heard. Um I wasn't familiar with it. So, um, you know, sometimes you, it's hard to make out the lyrics and you have to fill in the blanks and all that. So probably what, if I heard it a couple more times, I'd be into it a lot more. So that's all right. And before we get into Guns N' Roses, of course, uh, I, I guess got it. And you could say, you know, it's, it's none of our business, but the side hustle you do at the ballpark, is it like selling copper, copper wire? Is that why you're in uh where you're your location right now in your basement? Are you selling copper wire from Wrigley? The side hustle? Um, this, is, this is just my my hobby project is finishing my basement. But um, <laughs> I at the ballpark, I'm a juggler. And I just I juggle at the gate while fans come in. And then in between innings, I get on the dugout, I juggle. Then I interact with the fans and the crowd while the game's going on. And we just usually we just swap jokes and then like, you know, the diehard fans kind of like we're doing right now. They'll want to know like the whole history of when I started juggling and um, how do I juggle, you know, like, you know, how do I break down juggling in, in a couple of minutes for somebody who, who doesn't juggle? You know, I'm glad I asked. And they literally just watched the uh, juggling juggling episode of The Office. I know you're I don't know if you ever see that one with Will Ferrell when he's like fake juggling. No. no. All right. Well, it's okay. Uh, before I, do you have a an Instagram like people can see? You know, Matt the, the juggler. Do you have anything like that? I do. It's actually it's Mister with the period after Mister underscore trash because to make a short story long, 
out of high school, I, I was working for a different minor league team in Peoria, Illinois, the Peoria Chiefs. And um, I was kind of, I was a vendor, but I was, I would get on the dugout and do the YMCA and stuff after I was done selling and the owner loved it. And they wanted me to be able to do that and forget the vending. So there was this character called Mr. Trash and you get, you pick up a, a new sponsor. The recycling company was kind of like the whole idea. And then, so Mr. Trash picks up a little trash with a, with a garbage grabber and then just interact with the fans. And I became like almost, I would say a local celebrity. I, you know, I'm not, you know, being prideful or anything. It was every, everybody would recognize me everywhere. So, um, so then when I got to Joliet, I wanted to work at the ballpark as a side hustle and somebody told them what I did in Peoria and I was just going to like sell beer or whatever. And they're like, Hey, would you do this for us? And I'm like, absolutely. I would love to. Oh, wow. Now you got to see, I don't know if, I think in TV terms, you got to see a classic Simpsons episode where uh, Homer becomes, he, he becomes, uh, he's dancing Homer. Then he, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you got it. You've seen that one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I asked. That's a really cool story, man. I'm going to check out your, your stuff after. All right. Thank you. Guns and Roses. Were you like in your seats trying to get their attention, juggling? Like, you know, did you have like? <laughs> I don't think they would allowed me to bring my juggling clubs in the stadium and to get the attention of the guys on stage. I'd have to get the ones that I can light on fire. So. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, so while we're Matt, well, let's get some of yours, uh, your highlights first. What were you looking forward to? Your some of your favorite songs? You know, anything um, like some of your your favorite moments of the of the show? And we're going to get to how apparently Axl Rose was sick. So we got to see yeah, well, both of you. I want to sure cover that too, yeah. Yeah, cool. so did you guys, I will ask if you noticed anything during the show because he put out this statement like a day after or something. Yeah. I was just looking forward to another Guns N' Roses show, you know. Um, I had been to one with, in 2011, so before the reunion, and then the two reunion show, uh, the two not in this lifetime shows where they played coma, which was just phenomenal. And that made my, made my day. So, um, I was just happy to see the gun show. Um, I think the, uh, slower version of your crazy was probably the highlight. Um, cause I know I hadn't heard that one before and, um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, I was just happy to be in another gun show. I don't, I don't know if there was another, like, super highlight, absurd, you know, just hearing the new song. Yeah, what do you think of that? And what do you think of absurd? I think that... To be uh, honest, I mean, no, I like it doesn't mean you have to like it. No, I mean, I, I like it well enough. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to put it up there with Paradise City or anything or, or Coleman. I, right. <laughs> it's, it's a solid GNR song, and I think that it shows that not everything they're going to put out from here on out is going to be a ballad. You know, it's, it's a rock and it's a rock and song with a lot of profanity and, and, and maggots, you know, I mean, <laughs> and you didn't notice if those little girls were like, mommy, what's up? You know? Yeah. It's just an old, you have one of those. No, it's an old, <laughs> vulgar guns and roses song is yeah. so good to hear. Um, but on the other hand, I would say I was disappointed that they already took Shadow of Your Love out of the set. Yes. I would have I loved if that would have been in um, just for like another new-ish song. I don't know how to, you know, 
Yeah, I understand it's old, but it still was released mm-hmm. recently. So I know what you mean. And the officially released version is my favorite version. They've had other, you know, live ones that have come out. That Hollywood Rose uh, CD that came out when they were kind of like old demos remixed by Gilby and, and other and other people. But yeah, that version. And you're right. At times, I'll go to YouTube and I'll watch the video for it, which which is like a very lithograph animation, very simple. Yeah. But it looks like the same style because it was made by Arian Bueller, who did many of the lithographs. So it's just a very – so I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, and he – but did you notice – and then we'll get to uh, obviously Chaz, but did you notice anything off about the band, about Axel, again, who had food poisoning, It's it, it seemed? Yeah. I would say the only one I noticed was when they did better. There, Axel was which, going just to like how they opened it. Melissa took the first line. You know, every, um, nobody ever told me when I was alone. Oh, she did, does the first lines now. She, first that's, that's she always does that. Does she always? Okay, yeah. I don't know, I've never noticed before. Okay, but yeah, then. As the song went on, there were some guttural growling noises coming from Axel I'd never heard before. So that was the only thing I noticed. I was like, what in the world's going on with his voice? Mm-hmm. So if that was from the uh, you know, him fighting back and vomiting on stage, um, it's understandable where that was coming from now. Very cool. What about you, Chaz? What highlights uh what were you looking forward to? What did you think about absurd? And, uh, um, did you notice? I, I, agree with, I agree with Matt when it comes to absurd. I mean, it's it's a great heavy metal uh, in your face song. Um, I mean, I, I I don't have anything negative to say about it. I mean, it it, it is a very good song. I'm, I'm looking for more more stuff for them to be like more like the use your illusion stuff. But I mean, f- as far as like a first song, I'm just glad we have a first song and it points in a positive direction that we may get another album, whether it be four songs, eight songs, whatever, possibly in the future. Um, one of the things that I was excited about on this tour that I had saw when I was in Vegas and then they did it again is they haven't played patience acoustically. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen them play it acoustically. They always do it with their electric guitars and, and whatnot. And then they didn't even play it when I saw them in soldier's field a few years ago, they, they played something else instead. Um, so for me to see them play patience acoustically, I thought that was just freaking phenomenal. Um, you know, it's, it, it, and the, you're crazy being slowed down. That was awesome too. Cause you know, they usually just do the fast version. So to see that they're, they're altering their set a little, was was kind of cool. I, I missed the coma part also because I think coma is just a fantastic song. It's it, it's it's one of my one of my favorite songs on Use Your Illusion One, and I, I just think that that was an awesome song to have in the set. But I mean, the set was still. I mean, you you cannot complain. They played for three hours, two hours and fifty five minutes, and you know, and and to find out that Axel was sick on top of it, that that's just even better because you know half the artists out there would have just said i don't feel good i'm canceling the show last minute or halfway through said we're gonna we're only gonna play an hour and a half because i don't feel good and i can't get through the set so i mean that that just goes to show to his you know to his magnitude that he is a performer and you know and he he pushed through even though he was having a hard time so he did you notice anything i didn't notice anything in fact honestly i thought he sounded a little bit better than he did in vegas on some of the songs honestly personally that's what i thought I would say that too. I would say out of the four shows I saw, 
outside of what I heard during Better, I think Axel's voice sounded the best. And yes. right after Better ended, Estranged was next, which again, I think I left out of my list of favorites. Estranged is always top notch and I always love it. Um, it was just, his voice was like perfect and, and smooth as butter. And it was just, it was just great. He did great all night. And I think, you know, I would say out of, yeah, out of all the shows, this one was like Axel took center stage on this one. It wasn't about, you know, the reunion or anything. This was just him nailing it. Yes. And, and I think Chicago holds a special place for Guns N' Roses because they lived right around the corner from Wrigley Field in their early days. The, um, yeah, and those apartment complexes and they played the uh, the Metro. And yeah, when I... Yes. Shout out to all the fans. They were telling me how to have like a, again, a Guns N' Roses vacation since like I wasn't going to see them when I was there. Like, hey, you should check out the apartments that Slash used to live in. You should go check out the Metro, all these different... Some places are still closed, you know, and I can't get access to. But, yeah, there's a lot of awesome history between Chicago and, and Guns N' Roses. And so that's why it's surprising. I heard the same reviews, similar reviews that you both gave reading it online. And then it went on Guns N' Roses Instagram Live. Their, uh, yeah, they, I guess that's what they call it, Instagram Live feed. Uh, then it was tweeted out, then Facebook. So this was what Axel wrote. A note to Chicago. I got to the show feeling great, but started getting sick pretty early on. It progressed to where I was throwing up and uh, lightheaded. Wouldn't have been surprised if I had fallen off the front of the stage. I'd be fine, then not, fine again, then not, all night. was pretty crazy. The crowd was great. And also, I love how when he, t- he writes, and instead of writing and, he does the N apostrophe. Um, but the crowd was great, and I was in a great headspace, and we had fun. Uh, luckily, the COVID test was negative. Definitely messed with my vocals in places. Just glad we got through it. Uh, and didn't mind uh, and didn't mess with the show too bad. I'm a lot better now. Seems most likely to be food poisoning. Looking forward to Milwaukee, which already happened. Uh, Axel. So it was just very surprising, and especially that he didn't have to say anything, right? I mean, if he had if he had COVID, you got to say something, obviously. But fans didn't weren't complaining beforehand and he just kind of offered that information uh food poisoning sucks i've had that yeah you know. <laughs> so and even during better it didn't seem like axel was gonna be like oh he wasn't about to fall up <laughs> nothing like that i didn't see anything you could be <laughs> nothing like that <laughs> good good um, kudos to him and a lot of people have acknowledged years past and you said it Chaz. people today would leave and, and just wouldn't perform. And then yes. he just went through it all. And, and, uh, w- and was he chatty? Like, was he talking a lot? Or was he telling jokes between songs? Like how was his mood? Yeah. He, he was telling stories and stuff like that between sets. In fact, I think he was more, more talkative this show than he was in Vegas In Vegas. He just did the show. There wasn't any like chatting in between songs or stuff, but he did, I, I he did some chatting between songs and stuff. Um, nothing, you know, just like, how he liked Chicago and, you know, and the Cubs and stuff like that. So, I mean, he seemed just fine. What do you think, Matt? He was completely jovial, you know, and he did that line before, uh, oh, shoot, brain fart. But um, it's okay. Well, what was, what was the line? He's like, we're going to slow it down and we're going to, you know, it's going to be a little bit calmer now. And 
Well, I don't remember like everything he said, but it was just kind of joking. And then you could be mine. You know? Yes. Okay. I do remember that now. Yes. <laughs> he likes that. He likes kind of like, eh, you know, this is a love song and he plays absurd or yeah. this is a nice walk in the park. You know, yeah. we want to commit Harry Carey, you know, uh, estranged. And speaking yeah. of Harry Carey and shame on me for misspelling his last name on Twitter, but it got some uh, people loved it in a perfect world. Wouldn't he have introduced Guns N' Roses at Wrigley Field? Oh, Harry. God, yes. <laughs> it just been, instead of a McBob, Harry Carey. That would, I can't do a I'll, – I'll leave that up to Will Ferrell. Or, <laughs> either of you have a Harry Carey since you guys are both uh, True Blue? I don't. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, I, I didn't get to mention also growing up in Peoria, I'm a Cardinal fan. so Yes. Uh, and I'm not going to change just because I moved two hours north. That's fair. That's fair. I will say uh, – Doug Goldstein, former Guns N' Roses manager, is currently at the Cardinals game. Oh, wow. I don't I know, know if that's – I guess that is cool information, but, yeah, he was uh, messaging me because I think later today we're going to record more of his book. Um, we're going to do it – I was that's how I was when I was figuring out when to schedule this, Matt and Chas. I was like, when can Doug schedule? And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to be at the Cardinals game in the morning, so evening. Okay, so you guys got priority because he's seeing the Cardinals. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out. I was at a bachelor party last night, so <laughs> I was out of town. I'm like, okay, I got to be somewhere where I have good Wi-Fi, and so bachelor party. Okay, so are you sure? Since you were at a bachelor party, you just didn't wake up, and this is where you are. You're in some like saw basement. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get out. You know, <laughs> twice if you need help. Good thing they gave me a laptop, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so where does this, because you said this was pretty high up, Matt, where does this officially rank for your Guns N' Roses shows, if you can? You know, like how many have you been to, you said? This, is, um, this was number four. Okay. And I would say, I would say it's like going to four games of the World Series where your team wins all four games. Like but I would say, I went to the St. Louis show in 2017. So that would be the day that your team wins the World Series and you get the the cup and the champagne and all that. Because that was the longest show. It had the, an awesome set list. Um, Chaz mentioned pa- uh, Patience before, and they played Patience at that one. It was a it was like the six song encore and everything. Um, and then I would have to say the Soldier Field one. Um, just it was just awesome seeing slashing up with Axel and thinking it was never going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then probably the 2011 show. So this one was actually number four out of the four, but still it, it was seeing the world series, but you know, the other one, you know, your pitcher pitched a no hitter and the other one, you know, like clinches the world series. So it's really like, you know, there's no disappointment in any of them. I appreciate the analogies. You know, I love the, uh, the sport analogies. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Chaz? What was your first Guns N' Roses show? Have you? <laughs> My first Guns N' Roses show, believe it or not, was like um, way back in the day in 91. Um, there was two shows they were supposed to do in Chicago. I had tickets for the first show, which I saw. The second show was the day that they were supposed to show up, and Axel had a warrant out for his arrest, if you remember that. And he didn't show up for the show, and the show got canceled. So that was my very first show, and I actually have that on DVD. 
<laughs> I found it at I found it at a at a at a record store on DVD. I put my ticket stub in it, so that was my very first show. They they had played in um, Smashing Pumpkins open for them. <laughs> That's way awesome. back in the day. So and I've seen them. I've seen them um, a little bit more than that. Not much, probably. I saw them then. I saw them when they were with Skid Row at Alpine Valley um, back in like. 91 92 when they were touring for use your illusion um i saw them a couple of times when they were broken up and it was axel and buckethead and whatnot and then i've seen them four five times now on since they've gotten back together twice at soldiers field once at um all-state arena once in vegas and then this time at wrigley so i've seen them a few more times they're all great obviously the ones where I saw back in the day, like my favorite was probably the Use Your Illusion Tour one. I mean, that was just, I mean, you had Skid Row and Guns N' Roses and you had just like five hours, four and a half hours of nonstop, in your face, hard rock and roll. And they were in their prime. And I mean, it it was just fantastic. But again, I've never been disappointed in it. Um, I thought it was kind of funny how he tried to make all of his... uh musicians when he wasn't with slash and all of them he you know they, he tried to make them look kind of like slash and kind of like izzy even the guy who plays with them now you can see similarities between izzy and him you know like his hair the guitars and his mannerisms oh. on stage <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's a happy accident or or what you know i'm not sure but <laughs> i mean all of them are enjoyable i've enjoyed every single show i've ever seen um but you know, seeing seeing Axel and Duff and and Sla- all of them together is just it's a dream come true. You know, I you know not in this not in this lifetime like they said, and I believe that. And when when they got back together, I will see them every time they come, whether or not they come again or not, I don't know. But I will see them every time they come. Right on. I, I, I like both of your your responses. So I had to ask him with you, Chaz, as somebody who has a lot of cub memorabilia do you have any guns and roses member well i guess you mentioned the dvd is that your favorite yes. piece of guns and roses memorabilia that is probably my favorite piece yes i don't have a ton of memorabilia i have a lot of um back in the day you know it was really easy to go into a record store and you can look up stuff and everything and you can buy stuff i have 30 something Guns N' Roses CDs because I got a, a, a ton of bootlegs. And I actually picked up a new one um, this past summer. I was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and they have on the on the strip in Gatlinburg an old-time record store. Like, you walk into it, and it has T-shirts, it has CDs, it has records. And I found a, a, a three-CD three set. It's two CDs and one DVD, and um, it has, like, an interview with Slash on it. A DVD interview with Slash. I haven't watched the DVD yet, but I listened to the interview. It's got like six different interviews um, spanning his, you know, time with Guns N' Roses, his time with, you know, himself and Miles Kennedy. And then it has some, some, uh, a live show on it. And I have a bunch of those kind of things. I have one where it was back in 1987. It was a radio broadcast from New York and they go to play Patience. And he's like, I have to read the lyrics because we played this once. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, so I had that, that is, those are the kind of things I have. Some of them are really horrible quality, but it's just the fact that you have it. Some of them aren't that bad in quality and they're, it's just, you know, you pop that in the DVD player or CD player, and listen to it. And it's it just, it makes you remember, brings you back to those times. 
Very cool. That's that's a very cool, like unique co- collection that you have. And yeah, I love finding those record stores, those random I ones. Oh, I miss those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Matt? I know you have nothing with you currently right now, but do you have a favorite piece of? Do you have a Guns N' Roses Juggle Ball? I'm wearing the, my Guns N' Roses bracelet. Okay, bracelet. that counts. So that counts. I got my my uh, pint glass. Oh, you do. Okay, all right. You oh, do I like have. That. Some good- so I also, my favorite, stuff. my favorite have to be I right before the reunion, I went on eBay and I found a Guns N' Roses pool cue, and I got it for twenty bucks. And then after the reunion happened, so I saw somebody selling another one for two hundred. <laughs> Not a chance, you know. Um, I have. I have Slash's book. I, I have like opposite of everything Chaz, you know, like he has the DVDs. I, I got Slash's book. I have both the Duff's books. Um, I got that super deluxe box set. Not the, not the one that came in the cube, but like the faux leather. Okay. Oh. More, than I, more than I have. I didn't get any of it. Oh. It's too much for me. <laughs> I get was- free stuff. People send me. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I, yeah, I wish I had more free stuff people would send. Um, <laughs> yeah, I only have like the one shirt because um, shirts wear out, and I'm just like, why, why spend forty bucks on a shirt you're gonna have, and then it's yeah. just full of holes and all that. So, I, yeah, I got stuff that's kind of like it's, it'll be around. It has like a practical purpose, or it's, it's simple, you know. Um, that's kind of my, my collection. No skull and crossbones juggle balls like or injury. What do you? What's the official term for it? Do you have for the instrument of a juggler? Just a juggling, yeah, juggling balls or okay. juggling bags, whichever way, and then juggling clubs. We, we I like clubs better than juggling pins. Um, okay, all right. We you got to get some like the like this logo with the the gun. You got to put that on on juggle on some juggle bags. Yeah, or or like get some pins and, and get it like laser engraved on on some clubs, you know. And we got we got to get that going. For you. They set on fire. That would that would be the old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm glad I I found that about out about you. I think that's a very cool thing that you do. And again, what's the um? It's it's Mister Underscore Trash. Yes, and don't forget to put period after Mister. After Mister, okay, very proper. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna really have to like increase what i post on instagram now if people <laughs> people start watching it because usually it's just, just during the season and it's pictures with fans and stuff and I always make sure i have permission to post on instagram now oh you're right right well i mean as we do these fan reviews yeah i happen i do a this podcast as a as a passion project but i work in radio so i have a public job when doing these reviews, I don't expect any of you to have a public job, but if you have something you want to promote, a business, uh, you know, uh, you want to shout out your poker team or anything like that. That's always, uh, I mean, like Chaz, do you have, I don't know, a lot of collectors have their stuff online. Do you have, like, you know, do you put your stuff, anything that people can No, I'm not, I don't do that, any of that stuff, no. Okay, just curious. Because uh, so, shout out to, I want to give a shout out to his website, Tim uh, Tricoli who has his Tim com, like everything guns and roses. Like it's just all categorized and logged on his website. And it's nice. And I say to, I joke with him. 
I, you know, I said this to him in private. I'll say it in person. Uh, why don't you have it out? Like he has it all tucked away and like stored and all pristine. I would be like you, Chaz. I just, you know, or I am like you with my guns. Right. Every, everything is out. I'm not selling anything, but it's each their own. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, he'll appreciate the shot out anyway. So thank you both for, for taking some time out, Matt. I thank you for, for reaching out. I'm glad that you did. And and thanks for volunteering and getting Chaz. It was really nice to meet you, man. Oh yes, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for including us. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect when he asked me if I'd do this, but I was like, you know, I, it sounds fun, you know. And I never, I'm never at a loss to talk about Guns and Roses. <laughs> right on. So if you have any time uh, between, you know, DVD watching, you can watch yourself later on YouTube on this. Uh, you know, awesome. Maybe I'll, I earned another fan, or I earned another listen for one episode. That's all. That's all that matters. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it because now I have to. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that does it for the Chicago review. As this we're effing back Guns N' Roses tour keeps going. If you want to submit a review, you know you want to volunteer, be like Matt. Just hit me up on Facebook, on also on the new Twitter at the AFD Podcast, email uh, Gmail. Uh, the AFD show at gmail.com anywhere you can find us just semantic. Hey, I want to do it. And I've heard Matt, you're not the only one who said he's not going to pick me. I picked you, you know, that's, yeah. that's how it works. I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a good judge of character. Usually, usually. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I'm sorry that- if you lose any listeners after this. But- <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is stuck with me through a uh, 303, God bless them. You guys would not be the ones to deter them. Uh, so that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.